Again, another week, another show. You're back with some little sideline 365. Once again, my name is KB. I am alongside the old man, Bruce. AKA uh, old man, baby. And uh, yeah, we're excited for another week. Uh, of course, uh, we're only a couple days away from the big confirmed matchup with Wake Forest. Uh, yeah. a, uh, a, a matchup of two ranked opponents, which we're excited about. Florida State is finally ranked, uh, which I think is deserved, uh, finally. But yeah, we have a lot to talk about tonight. Uh, but once again, we thank you for taking the time to be here tonight. If you like what you see, please like the channel, share it with your friends. Every every subscription, every like means something to us. Uh, but uh, yeah, we'll get right into it. But uh, I know you're down in uh, Florida, Bruce. So uh, how are how are everything's going? How, how's everything going down with you? We know uh, you guys are going through a lot right now. Yeah, first of all, our... Uh... Thoughts and prayers and hearts go out to all the people in um, the Gulf Coast, just south of Tampa, actually. I'm in Tampa. I'm still on the road. I'm here in Tampa. We rode out the hurricane here in Tampa. But the people south of Tampa, starting at about 100 miles south of Tampa along the Gulf Coast, we're talking Fort Myers area. Mm -hmm. We're talking uh, some of the beach areas down in there. They got hammered. Naples, yeah. Fort Myers. I mean, they really got hammered through not only the wind event, but also the water event. Yeah. So our hearts and prayers go out to a lot of people down there. And obviously, a lot of Florida State alum, Florida State students, Florida State student athletes have family down in this area. But uh, they, uh, they've got uh, big hearts. The communities are pulling together now. Uh, FEMA's down there. The federal government's in there. Governor DeSantis is is doing a great job of leadership in there, along with uh, Biden, uh, to to help everybody. This is when you set politics aside, and everybody pulls together for the welfare of the community and the people that are affected the most. The best news is there were some deaths, but that that number of deaths was small, and our hearts go out to those families. Mm -hmm. But it's been a rough three or four days uh, here in Tampa, actually, uh, the, 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 we really had no rain. We had less than an inch or two. I don't know what the official count was. They projected 12 to 24 inches of rain here, and wow. we didn't. We had a quiet night after midnight. We thought we were going to get hit after midnight. Actually, I slept the entire night, and I didn't hear much of anything. So we're very lucky on uh, here in Northeast Tampa, but uh, there's a lot of a lot of destruction out there. So, you know, we're going to be talking football tonight, but really it, it's not about that. It, it, it's really about maybe we can provide a few moments of light jevity here, uh, light uh, entertainment for people that are uh, suffering, looking for homes, still in shelters, uh, tonight and 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 for the coming weeks 
Absolutely. Uh, you know, great words there. And I totally agree. You know, I'm up in Virginia, so we're not affected by this. But, uh, you know, for people like myself, uh, you know, the best thing we can do is give support and, and give uh, where we can. So, you know, it's been great to see the Florida State community come together and, and give back. And uh, one of the things I tweeted out today on our channel um, you know, Travis uh, is teaming up, Jordan Travis is teaming up with Big Man, Big Heart and his NIL nonprofit organization. Uh, and they started to go fund me. That's going to go through uh, his certified nonprofit organization. But this is just one of many ways that you can get back, give back in whatever way you feel like you can. Everyone's financial means are different. But this is just one thing we've tweeted on, our, on myself that I've given to. But there's so many different ways you can. But I thought this was a great thing that once again, uh, through uh uh, Gibbons organization he set up using his NIL platform and he's teamed up with Jordan Travis um, and, and a couple of other teammates to, to get this done so I, I love what the team's doing and coming together and, and doing things like this so uh, kudos to them and uh, coming together as a, as a university and a team to, to do things like this so um, so yeah um, and if you want more information, let me know. We can we can share that link, but it's all over Twitter. So just search for Dylan Gibbons or uh, Jordan Travis. You'll see it on their uh, on their Twitter feeds as well. So, but with that, uh, let's get right into it. So we're going to be talking about obviously the matchup with Wake Forest this weekend. Uh, a lot of things have rolled out this week because we didn't we weren't sure if there was going to be a game played uh, with everything that's been going on with the weather. Some games, uh, you know, with uh, Florida got I, Florida's game. I think got moved to Sunday. Uh, we weren't for sure if Wake Forest was going to travel down for this game. You know, they are being very hesitant on it. You know, some some justifiable notification, and it just got really late into the week. And we we weren't sure what the ACC was going to make a decision on uh, there. But uh, with all that downtime, without the confirmations, uh, there were some uh, interesting press conferences uh, by Coach Dave Clawson. Um, if you weren't able to see kind of what he said uh, during one of them. Uh, the Florida State fan base kind of rips uh, him apart during one of those press conferences during the middle of the week here. Uh, I'm going to bring it up just in case uh, anyone missed it. So, uh, you know, I know, uh, Bruce, you were, you, you were bringing this up before, uh, but I'm going to go ahead and uh, share this real quick with everybody so you can get the audio in case you guys listen to this on the podcast uh, afterwards. But let me go ahead and share this and uh, let's let's take a listen and then we can uh, react on it right afterwards. So. Let me pull it up here. I got too many tabs open. Here we go. All right. Let's take a little listen at what Dave Clawson had to say earlier this week. Yeah, I mean, given that Florida State canceled classes and canceled their homecoming, I don't I don't know if it's going to be packed. Um, I mean, there could end up being, who knows, there could be fewer people here than Vanderbilt. You know, I, I mean, I, I think we were preparing for that. I'd be very surprised. I mean, I have you know, friends down there that wanted tickets that said, no, thanks. We're good now. So, um, you know, it, it, again, it's when that place is rocking and they were sold out for BC and, you know, they get their, the horse and they throw the thing and it explodes. I mean, it's like, uh, <laughs> I'm going to stop, yeah. right stop it right there. Cause that's, that's essentially yeah. the good part of it. Um, I, that just set the entire fan base on fire. And oh. that started off this war between whatever social media presence Wake Forest had and the entire FSU Twitter just uh. went off on that. So, Bruce, I know you had some comments. We try not to communicate before the show just because we want to keep it raw and honest. But I know uh, you want you had some words about this. You wanted me to play this clip. So what, <laughs> what did you think when you first saw this? Well... You know, I, I, I think Dave Clawson is a is a is a professional 
I think he's a professional head coach. Uh, you know, I, I don't think he did it deliberately. I don't think he was trying to make fun of it. Like I would say Steve Spurrier, the head ball coach might, you know, when we had the rivalries with Steve Spurrier, go back and pull some of his comments. Oh my God. <laughs> it was terrible. He white shoes university. I think Dave Clawson was just reaching for some words there. I don't think he meant to say some of those things, but when you're on the platform, sometimes things come out. All right. So I'm going to give him a little bit of a pass for there, but, but it's, it's, you know, it, it, it doesn't help. It, it kind of ignites a fan base that was already up in arms about Wake Forest getting, being scared to fly down. Yeah. Now, some of that started on our side of the house, to be honest, you know, in, I'm talking about our fan, fan base. Dave Clawson is a good football coach. He's yeah, at a I'm stepping sure. stone university. This is a stepping stone university where he and other uh, a couple of coaches have done very well there with the talent they're able to recruit and the personnel systems that they use. Yeah. So given that, our fan base has also, you know, the two fan bases got into it. They oh, got yeah. into it. But we have to be careful, and I tweeted this out. We should not underestimate. We should not underestimate this Wake Forest team. You cannot no. underestimate uh, a guy uh, that a team that has a quarterback like Sam Hartman. Yeah. Now Sam Sam Hartman, and I'm just going to go on last weekend's results. He threw six touchdowns. He was 20 of 29 in passing, 69% completion rate, and 337 yards mm-hmm. against Clemson, who's mm-hmm. supposed to be you know one if not the best team in the ACC, okay? So you have to respect some of that. So we have to be real careful not to give them enough bulletin board fodder to to make this any harder than it's going to be for us. So that's kind of my take on this, but there's been a lot of back and forth between the fan bases on it, which is what college football is about in a lot of ways. Okay, I don't think Wake Forest was scared to come down here and play. I think we the first notice official notice that I saw the first official notice that I saw about this game being played was today. It was released by our AD here at Florida State saying the game's on, you know. Yeah, but it put I thought it was a little late. I thought this this announcement should have come yesterday. Given the weather that we were seeing yesterday and everything, I felt that we could make a weather prediction to bring this game on. Yeah. Okay. If not, at least on Sunday. Either way, it wasn't going to be canceled. There's no way. But because a football team that has to travel has to make logistical arrangements, they have to make sure everything's in place. And a good football coach is going to protect their team on that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. No, I, and I, I think you're totally on there. I think, like you said, this week, it's been a war of war, uh, war of words. It's been fun to watch. Yeah. But I, I, I do not like, you know, I think, uh, I think our fan base is a little bit, you know, they're excited. Like we haven't been, excited. we haven't been four and oh, and, and, you know, God knows for when, um, and on the verge of potentially, you know, this is, uh, in my mind, this is, you know, people thought LSU is going to be our first real test. And we don't know how they're going to turn out to be. We, you know, they have talent, but we don't know 
they could turn out to be a six and six ball club in the SEC. But this is, you know, this is the first ranked matchup you're going to have all season going against the top one of the top quarterbacks in the nation. So this is going to be your, and this is a team that destroyed us last year and has beat us two, you know, two consecutive times. We didn't play in 2020 because of COVID that game got canceled, but two games, they beat us back to back on the road, of course. Um, but they dominate, dominated us last year. So it, with the same quarterback. Right. And so I think this is where I feel like we're being a little bit as a fan base, a little bit overconfident and, Especially, it's not like we we played a offense of this caliber before. You could say Louisville is a high powered offense, but that offense is truly built on one player. With Wake Forest, they have a quarterback who's a true passing quarterback who, and they have a system built around him, truly built around him, and he executes it to a T. Um, and, and so I think that's the thing that's different. We have not played a team like this that is is truly this high powered yet. And I think I don't know why we're taking them. Like, like we've dominated Wake Forest for the last, you know, two, three, four, five years. And we're just going to, this is going to be a cakewalk. I, I, I don't know where this overconfidence is coming from because I think we're going to have to play, you know, 60 quality minutes of football in order to win this game. This is not a game where we can start off slowly and, and, and think we can come back. We cannot play poorly and win this game at, at all. We have to win all four phase, all three phases of this game, special teams, defense, and offense uh, in order to beat Wake Forest because they took Clemson to the brink, and Clemson is a very, very, very good team. Uh, so I, I, I that's the thing well, that scares me. It, I feel like we're giving them a ton of bulletin board material this week for no reason. I, yeah, I, I, well, I it's the fan base providing it. None yeah, of the players yeah, have really players. entered into this that right. I'm aware of. Yeah. But the legacy – the, the legacy issue on Wake Forest is this. Back in the 60s and 70s, Wake Forest was often scheduled for homecoming. And, and apparently this is homecoming this weekend or was. Maybe they're going to reschedule for a home. But old times what you did is you scheduled a football team that you knew you could beat. You yeah, knew yeah, yeah, yeah. you could be. Yeah. And, and you always wanted the homecoming to be a happy time. But that has changed. Wake Forest has changed. Well, so this is a team you should not disrespect in terms of who they are. And saying they're scared to come down, you don't think Coach Clawson presented that to his team? Yeah. That, okay. Yeah, that, and they're already pissed off because – all the waiting and are we going, we're not going. That's disruptive as shit to a team that has to fly down. Yeah. Okay. It, it has to travel down. And then I assumed that they came in today. I'm going to well, assume they came in today. Uh, tomorrow is Friday. They could come in tomorrow. They could come team. in tomorrow. Yeah. That could have been a top 10 team if they won last week. Like oh. they came up, they they could easily be, yeah. if they, that one ball goes either way last week, they could be a top 10 team this week. Oh, so. absolutely. We'll get more into the details yeah. of who they are, but this is not a team you want to provide a lot of extra emotion and uh, motivation for no. because they have a legitimate coach. Uh, he's been there. He's been there several years now. I think he's been there nine years. He's 54 and 49. Okay. He's over 500. And that team, if you can get a team like that, like Georgia tech over 500 into that range, you're, you're doing a good job. And that game last week, they could have easily won that game. I thought Clawson got a little conservative at the end of that game playing to play for overtime. That's it. That's his issue to discuss. Uh, But uh, this is a team. This is going to be one hell of a battle. 
Yeah. This is not going to be BC. The BC no. This is not even close to the BC game where we played really, really well. We're going to have to play the same intensity, the same discipline, and the same execution to win this game in a close game. Right. And right now, the uh, let me see, the line on this game is uh, Florida State uh, minus seven. Okay, yeah. so that's normal for for uh, for a home game, probably over and under sixty four, which means expect a high scoring game. Yeah. And with Hartman flinging touchdowns, uh, you know this guy, uh, he's he's legit. Yeah. He, this is this when we say this guy's legit, he has a history, a pattern. We often say that on this show. You're not legit in one game or two. You le- you're legit when you have an established history of performance yeah okay yeah. so uh we we don't need to fire them up anymore no no yeah i, I think we the game just needs to be played out I, like you said i don't i don't like the talk in between fan bases because this this is there's nothing guaranteed in college football but this game is is far from a guaranteed win or close to it there's nothing guaranteed in, like i said in college football but this this is not bc like you said this is going to be a legitimate 60 minute battle uh, against a truly high prior offense. So let, let, let's go into it. I, I'd say let's let's break it down a little yep. bit and go yep. right into it. So uh, I, I think let's talk about the offense and, and start there. I, I think with the offense of just looking over it and reviewing Wake Forest as a team, uh, up until last week, they they really hadn't played anybody. So Clemson, watching the Clemson game, that was really the first test that they had gone against because they had played VMI and they had played VMI Vanderbilt, not, not truly – you know, quality opponents up into that point. They had dominated them, right? They had scored over 40 points in both those games. Offense is churning. Uh, then they played Liberty. That game goes down to the wire. You know, Liberty is a smaller school. They, they've had some, you know, they had a, you know, what a high draft pick. Malik. Yeah. They're, yeah. You know, get they're like an FCS. Week, Are they year, FCS yeah. or FPS? No, they're FPS. They're FPS. Yeah, FPS. But, you know, they're, they're not going, they shouldn't be, uh, they're not going to be in the playoff anytime soon. Right. Um, they shouldn't be. They had a good quarterback last year. Last year, he got drafted, correct. Um, but they they took they took Wake Forest down the wire. So you, you didn't know how Wake Forest was really going to pan out when they came into Clemson. Um, and and, Clem, and Wake Forest comes in and, and they bring Clemson to the brink. The thing that you find, though, in both the Clemson and the Liberty game is that with this offense, they've been starting a little bit slower in each of these last two games. The offense has taken time to churn up with them, which is interesting. So in the, I think the last the last couple of the last two first halves or last couple of quarters with them, you know, against Clemson especially, they were only able to churn out in the first half. I believe it was like 10 points in the first half. And then they came on the third quarter and scored 21. And so that is one thing that I've noticed about them is that it does take, yeah, last week they only scored 14 points in the first half. And then they poured on 24 in the second half uh, and then seven more in overtime. But they, they started off slowly in the first half, but they're able to, they're able to pour on points very relatively quickly, even if they're not producing turnovers on the defensive end, they're able to just churn out points relatively quickly because that's how that just speaks to how high power this offense could be. So you have to play a full defensively, you have to be whether it's the first half, second half, third quarter, fourth quarter, you have to play, even if you stop them in first and second quarter and you, you contain them to just a couple of points, you're gonna have to play a full football game because they can drop 21 on you 
so quickly in 15 minutes. And that's what they did against Clemson that brought that game back and brought it into overtime is that they were able to pour it on. And, and, and that's the thing that scares me about Sam Hartman is that, and scares me frankly about our defense against this team is that we're going to have to, our linebackers are going to have to play fundamental football because of this mesh type offense that Wake Forest uh, uh, that they that they execute against us, where they basically try to confuse your defense on, on who's picking up who, and they really challenge your defensive backs and your linebackers to – they challenge their eyes, really. And so if we're not able to get pressure up front and basically disrupt his timing and, and kind of break down the pocket and make him move, which he doesn't want to move around, right, we're going to, we're going to have trouble all day. And I uh, – and personally, since we lost Jared Verse – uh, earlier uh, two weeks ago, and I haven't seen McClendon's been coming on, you know, but we haven't been producing as many sacks or as much, I guess, direct pressure like I've seen. But the, I guess the caveat to that is that the quarterbacks we've been playing, except for last week, have been a little bit more mobile, or they've been deploying a quick, a, a quick kind of passing offense, of right? Get exactly. Of so that's how they get around that. So. And I don't think Wake Forest will be doing as much of that because they need they need those routes to kind of come into play. They need to have that mesh be executed before they get the ball. So we'll have to we'll have to be able to break down that pocket quickly. And I'm just sort of afraid if we don't have verse on the other end to break down that pocket, I don't know if I'll be able to bring pressure to him. That that's a really big concern I have about uh, on Saturday. What 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 is your what, what well, is your uh, observation for the offense? Well, we've pretty much saluted Sam Hartman. I yeah, mean, yeah. we don't have to go through his numbers again. Yeah. This guy's a veteran. He's seen it all. He's had a lot of snaps. He started a lot of games. He's not gonna. He's not gonna be intimidated by the crowd. No. The noise can play a part, and I hope the fans are really loud, yes. especially when when they have the ball, because that you can get an offensive lineman to jump. You can then put him in a first and fifteen or a second and fifteen. Yes. Uh, but he, they, he, here's how I see their offense, and you hit on some of this. He really is a pocket passer. This guy is going to go to the next level next this this next draft, in my opinion. Even though he is a junior, he could go and stay another year. There's no reason for him to stay another year. Mm -hmm. Okay, he is not a runner. No. Against uh, against Clemson, he had eight attempts for ten yards, and that was probably he's just scrambling around because the pocket collapsed. Yeah. So he's not really a running threat. Unless he sees some open real estate and, you know, even Tom Brady will run for that now yeah. and then. Okay. So, you know, it's going to be, the pressure is going to be on our defensive secondary. I like your analysis about confusion because teams that aren't up to power five standards, okay, mm -hmm. where they have the talent of everybody else, which they do not, they are not as talented as Florida state and many of the teams that they face. They have to use some – it doesn't mean trick plays. It just means their routes are more complex. Yeah. And the players buy into that. And if you have a quarterback who can make those reads, that confusion, one defensive back, one safety goes the wrong way, you have a guy wide open. And yeah. Sam Hartman has the ability to find them. And I do not want this game to come down to the final two minutes – where it we're up by two points or six points and you give the ball back to Hartman, he will drive it down your throat 
yeah. better than you think Jalen Daniels did with LSU. Yes. Okay. Yeah, and he'll do it throwing the football. He's this guy loves to throw the ball. And, okay? and that's why period. To your, to your point there. That's why I believe, and, and people have been talking about it, but I think the biggest point of the biggest key factor of this game is going to be time of possession. And Florida State's done a great job this year, and they've shown they can do it, is suck up time of possession and keep these quarterbacks off the field. They did it against LSU. To some extent, they did to Louisville. But controlling the clock by running the ball. Like, can you suck right. up and limit the opportunities of Sam Hartman on the field? Especially if you get, get him – if you can contain him in the first half get that and, and come off to a quick start offensively for Florida State like they did last week get some points on the board, get them behind, and then control the line of scrimmage by running the ball because Wake Forest has, you know, their defense hasn't looked elite this year, and they've shown that they'll give up the run. So if you can, can drive the ball with Trey Benson, uh, Treshawn Ward, eat clock, like you said, control the ball, control the amount of plays that Sam Hartman has the ball, and then if you get them behind the chains and get them behind on the scoreboard – Make him have to force it, right? Put the pressure on him so that, like you said, that you know they they feel uncomfortable that they have to feel like every possession they get is going to have to count. Um, I think that's going to be one of the biggest factors in this game. Yeah, I, 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 you touched on some very good points there, and that is our pass defense in the ACC right now is is uh, is ranked number one in the ACC. Well, yeah. they're going to get that tested. Yes, they're yeah. going to get that yeah. tested now in the next few games yeah. not just this game not next three games next not three this games. game that's right the next three there's going to be several games here they're going to get tested we're going to see how that ranking yeah. holds up we have some good quality dudes back there all right but they're going to have to be disciplined and they're going to have to communicate prior to that snap of who's got who yeah. Of who's got who? Because if they have to communicate after they come off the field, you know that's not a good sign because they broke a big play. And we don't want to see that on camera in that regard. Hartman is ranked eighth nationally now in passing yeah. over 300 yards a game. He's, so he's a ball. He, like, he is a legitimate threat like Hurricane Ian was a legitimate threat. And I think, and, uh, and, and he can cause some damage. Yeah. You know, he and, can cause some damage. Now, in terms of of receivers, of receivers, he spreads the ball out. It's State. not just a one or two guys, kind of like what Florida State's doing on offense. Yeah. We have multiple targets. So some guy's not out there just as some decoy. You know, he's got uh, uh, Jamal Banks. He's got Donovan Green and A.T. Perry. Now, Banks, Banks had six catches for 141 yards and two touchdowns against Clemson. Yeah. So these guys have the ability to go up, challenge for the ball, and bring the ball down. And obviously, they're getting open. But but the number of receptions was spread out. I did not see a lot of him throwing to the backs out of the backfield. Mm -hmm. So because that's not to say they won't do it or they don't have a back who can catch it. We need that may not be as big a concern for us. But yeah. we do have to disrupt his offensive line, and hopefully we can do it with the four guys up front and maybe a guy blitzing on specific downs. Yeah, because what they want to do is, like you said, if we can't, if we if we can disrupt the line, but we also have to because they want to they want to run that RPO, that mesh RPO kind of action, 
And last year, we weren't able to, to, to hold the line for the most part. And an example of that is, is kind of like on this play here. I'll bring it up real quick. It is you see right here, we weren't able to establish the line of scrimmage. And see, you, you see how long he takes to read that line of scrimmage? So he looks, he's looking for his route to see if anyone opens up. There's no pressure on the line, and then he hands it off. Doesn't see his route, then he runs it through. You get 10 yards there. If Florida State cannot stop a run like that, and I'm concerned that the middle of our line with the injuries, we were giving up some chunk plays like this against Louisville, against their third string running back. And, uh, you know, not so much against BC because they, they're just not a very good team. But against Louisville, we were giving these up. These middle, middle of the line runs for five, six, seven, eight yards. And these are their third string running backs. This is what's going to scare me. If we cannot protect the middle of our line on these RPO type runs, they're gonna we're gonna have a, a hard time because then that that option play is gonna be up open up all day. This is what they want to do: read the line. He wants to look to see if a receiver's open, and then if it's not, if, if that mesh isn't open, he's gonna hand it off and go for that run right. Well, there. here, stop it right there. Or if you went back, and we don't want to do a lot of this, but if you went back, the linebackers got up to fill gaps so quickly they got mm-hmm. caught out of position. You yeah. know, look how quickly they get into here to fill these gaps. And the guy goes right by them in another hole. See, this linebacker is way out here on the end. He wasn't there in the middle. Yeah. So uh, a lot of pressure is going to come on uh, Tatum Bethune and on Deloach. Yeah. You know, DJ Lundy. These guys are going to have to stay disciplined and maybe give up a yard or two, but not give up 12 or 15 because. That RPO is going to set up the pass exactly. because when they're getting those chunks, then your safeties have to start creeping up, yep. especially on first and second down. Exactly. Exactly. And, 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 it, and it creates a guy wide open down the sideline or and, and across your, the middle. And like you said, our, our linebackers uh, were definitely not our strongest suit last year, but I think they've definitely improved. Like you said, Deloach has made big improvements. Tatum, we probably made two upgrade the linebacking room. So, that will be another test. How far have our linebackers come this season? Like, has there been a jump in, in the in the talent in the productivity level to be able to stop plays like that? Do they overcommit on those on those RPO plays? Do they read the play the right way? And, and that'll be something to watch absolutely on Saturday. Yeah, and well. their their top runner is just Justice Ellison. He had seventy three yards against Clemson overall. They had uh, they ran the ball against Clemson thirty nine times. Yeah. That's a that, lot. It's that RPO action. It's, it's yeah, it's a lot. Now they weren't getting big. They weren't no. getting huge chunks. They got 110 yards. That's not a great percentage. You know that breaks down to two point something or three. Yeah, but it sets it but up. It's, 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 it's it you know, sets it's, it up because up Sam Hartman is the offense. Yeah, because because to your point, it sets up everything else. Because you know, right after running an RPO, they'll run something exactly. Uh, right after it to, to throw a big uh, big pass. And this is exactly uh, to your point, right after that RPO action, they'll run something like this. He'll he'll run the RPO, run up the middle for 10 yards. And right after that, he'll he'll fake the handoff and then throw it right down the sideline for a touchdown. So that's where it, it they may get three, four yards per, but then he'll just throw it right down. He has that arm talent. If he gets a one-on-one on your defensive back there, he can throw it on a dime, right, right in line. So that's why. Yeah, it's these, a great game plan. It's a great game plan for an under-talented team, and that's a fair assessment. Under-talented team, they go up against, but they're very successful at it. Why? Because they're using things to their advantage. 
you know, it's the run up into the line does what? Holds the middle two defensive tackles so they can't try to get to the quarterback, right? Because they're, they're waiting for the run and it holds the defensive end somewhat. Exactly. So they negate, they negate you in what they're trying to do. Now the question is, how good is their offensive line this year? I think their offensive line is average or potentially below average, mm-hmm. maybe a C minus on an A to F schedule. I think they're vulnerable. So we know they're going to throw the ball a lot, but if we can, if we can figure that out, uh, you know, to, to hold that RPO, we're going to have a good chance to win this ball game and get a couple of turnovers. Turnovers are going to be important for either team here. Yeah, they have a, they have a, their offensive lines mixed. They have they have uh, I think three seniors on their offensive line and, and a uh, junior and a sophomore. So it's it's definitely you know it's a mid tier to to lower level uh, you know uh, uh, you know uh, it's not it's not a totally young offensive line, but like but they're said, not ranked they're not ranked in the top fifty in no. rushing. No, it's they're not in rushing. Yeah, exactly. No. It's not. They're not it, ranked in the top fish. In, no, and and no, exactly. And so we shouldn't be giving up. Like they shouldn't be running all over us. But like you said, if they're able to get a second and six, a second and five, that sets up their passing game. So Florida State has to establish a hard line, a hard kind of trench so that they cannot set up these big pass plays. That that's really the biggest thing. We have to get them in third and eight, third and nine, so we can predict what they're going to do next. Right? That's the biggest thing. You can't get them into constantly, you know second and one, second and two, second and three, because then that just opens the playbook for Sam. To do well, it's not lost. fair to our secondary either. No, I mean, no. You can only run around with these good receivers for so long. You're only supposed to have to run around for three, four seconds, yep. maybe five if it's a deep ball. Yeah. So if, if the guys are out there just running around, they're going to find an opening. This guy's going to find them and it's yeah. going to be a long freaking day. Yeah. And they play. And I think that's the biggest thing too, is that they play, especially Sam, he plays incredibly clean football, you know, against a good Clemson team, zero turnovers altogether uh, against Clemson, zero interceptions. He threw the ball 41 times, didn't throw a single interception. He, he is incredibly accurate with the ball and he doesn't take many kind of bad chances. Right. So that is the thing is that you're not going to, you're not going to get as much turnover luck as you've got against maybe Louisville um, or, or, you know, obviously BC or even LSU, the guy doesn't take, he, well, he doesn't throw a bad ball most of the time. Um, and if he does, you, you're, you're going to have to be in his face. If he does most of the time, he'll just take the sack, but you're not going to get those turnover chances you may get against other quarterbacks. So you have to be every position you get on your own offensive side. You have to take those position possessions like that. Your last, because you are going to have to score points against this Wake Forest team, because every possession that you have is going to have to go for three or seven in my eyes. That That is going to be a key. Well, I like game. to, you know, I like to during the games, you know, I, I, first of all, number one, as a fan, I enjoy watching, watching the game number two though as an analyst now and and because of our show i look at it differently i'm really much calmer and i'm really looking to see what plays are going to make the difference here one of the things i chart is i actually chart the possessions and what happens on the possessions you could take those possession charts that i do hand them to somebody and they can pretty much tell you who won the game or if it was close or not if 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 we punt the ball once in the entire first half then, then we're being very effective with the football. Okay, yeah. we're scoring points. If we're punting three times in the first half, you can tell that the offense is not possessing for very long, and we're not getting points, which yeah. tells you a different story. 
So those time of possession, as you pointed out, time of possession overall in the game will tell you a lot, but it's what you do with each possession that you have. In the BC, it was wonderful. You know, I think we had one punt, two at the most in the yeah. entire game. Yeah. You know, yeah. and, and that's 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 a great stat right there. But we have on offense now, we have a great percentage of making third down plays, third and whatever it is. And we haven't been putting ourselves in like third and 20s like we did last year, or no, the years no. before, yeah. you know, because of poor discipline, you know, with offsides, motion penalties yeah. by wide receivers in the offensive line. Yeah. So we're able to convert that. Plus, Jordan Travis is a lot more confident and he knows what the hell's going on. Mm -hmm. Okay. He has now become an elite quarterback, not only ACC, but in the country, yeah. in the country. And you can see that. But, you know, this Wake defense, and I think we're moving on to the Wake defense at this yeah. point, correct? Yeah. The Wake defense is vulnerable. Yeah. They're vulnerable. Yeah. They're not ranked. They're not ranked in the top 50 in the country right now in terms of their defense. No. Okay. And so they're, they are vulnerable, not only to the run, which does what? Gives us time of possession. Yeah. Gives us time of possession as long as they're not turning over and we're not making stupid penalties. What I like about this team this year, KB, is I don't see guys doing bullshit penalties of celebration or or doing stunts that you can get away in the NFL because that's part of the entertainment package up there. Yeah. No referee ever throws a flag for entertainment up there. Yeah. If you do that crap on the field Saturday, you're going to get a flag and it could cost your team big time. Yeah. So the team is not doing that. And that's discipline. That is discipline. And you play whistle to whistle, but this defense is vulnerable. Yeah, no, I, I, I think I think you're right there. Um, the, yes, the, Wake Forest has shown that they'll give up points um, more more so than Florida State has. Um, uh, of course, a lot of those points were given up against Clemson, but even against Vandy um, and, and Liberty, they gave up a good amount uh, uh, of big plays. They'll, they'll they're, they give up big plays, which is Florida State's kind of specialty right now. But Florida State has also shown too, which is good, that they can do sustained drives. They can convert third and sevens. They can convert third and eights. Uh, they can just convert third downs in general, which is great to see. Uh, and converting it with a number of different receivers, which is awesome. Um, I think the interesting thing is though is that. Um, Wake Forest actually has more sacks than uh, Florida State does, and, and I think that speaks to the fact that, and going quickly going back to the Florida State defense, is that Florida State hasn't generated a lot of pressure on the quarterback, and Wake Forest, you know, ha ha has been able to get some, uh, has been able to get the quarterback a bit, uh, even though they're not, you know, they're not keep containing points off the scoreboard uh, as it will. I don't think, like you said, Florida State will have trouble scoring. It's if are they able to start quickly? And this season, they've shown that they are able to start quickly. And that's been one of the biggest differences I've seen in this team is that we're not, you know, I'm so used to our, us starting like, oh, three and out to start the, you know, to, after kickoff or it takes us two or three drives. And even in the second half, it's like, that's when we're clawing back. You know, we, we make it the ball game in the second half and it's just so stressful. It's always stressful, but it, typically we don't get going to the third quarter. Um, but the difference this season is it feels like we're, we're, we're kicking in the high gear 
in the starting of the first quarter. Like Travis has control of the offense. He knows what he wants to do with the ball. He's not, he's not stressed out. He has control of the pocket. He trusts his, he trusts his line and, and, and everyone's on the same page. We're not dropping as many balls. And we're converting those, those key third downs. And like you said, we're not having procedural penalties. We're not having holding penalties that put us in first and twenties that are sometimes impossible to convert. So really the key to the offense is can we one can we limit those self-inflicted self-inflicting injuries and two can we get to a hot start by putting points on the board early i i think if we can do that if we can go down and set a tone of hey we're going to score and we're going to score quickly we're going to score often and put the pressure back on sam hartman and the wake forest defense to say you're you're, you're going to have to keep up with us just like clemson did that is going to be that is going to be the key difference. And like you and like we said earlier, if we can also suck up time of possession and do methodical drives, keep Wake Forest's defense on the field, tire them down, so that when we get into the fourth quarter, we're not only taking up seven, eight, nine minutes per drive, we're also wearing down that defense. So that if it does get into one of those things, we're in the fourth quarter, we have to drive the ball. Those guys are gassed. We can just run it down their gut with Trey Benson and Trey Sean Ward, and we can just wear them down. And, and it won't be an issue if we if we have to score a touchdown. If it's a tie ball game, we have to get a field goal, we have to score a touchdown. They're going to be so gassed because we've just worn them down by our long sustained drives. That's not an issue. So I, I think really those, those things, score quickly, score often, but also have sustained drives. I think one of the yeah, one one of one of the things I noticed out of the Clemson game, and I'm I'm keying on that game a little bit because I think those stats matter more than the rest of the people that Wake has played. Yeah. They had a half a sack in that game. Okay, that tells me that our offensive line should be able to handle their pass rush. Yeah. Should be. If, yeah. If, yeah. if if they're getting two sacks in that game or three sacks in the game, that's not a good sign. No, that's... you know that's not the only sign, but that won't be a good sign. So we should be able to handle that and give uh, uh, Travis, uh, Jordan Travis, a time to throw the ball and find receivers, which he's shown that he can do. Now they do have uh, they have a couple of guys that you know names uh, to watch. They have a guy named Kobe Turner, defensive line transferred from uh, Richmond. Uh, he's he's one of the leaders on that on that defense. You know he wants. He really is a hungry guy, and he he's going to get after it. So mm -hmm. he'll have to be handled up front. And then they have a defensive back, Isaiah Wingfield, a senior. They're both seniors who's doing a, a, a good job. He gets a lot of tackles. Well, hopefully he's making a lot of tackles in the secondary. That will be a good sign for Florida State. Uh, but Florida State now on, on our defense, our Florida State defenders, they're ranked 28th in the country. Yeah. 28th, and they're only giving up 310 yards a game. Yeah. That's, that's really good. That's yeah. really good. It's going to be interesting to see how those numbers hold up. Yeah, I, I that's what I think. I think this game is just – it's going to be totally on the defenses. The better defense will win this game for, for the opposing team. I well, think let's get – I, I think – what are you going to say? Oh, I was going to say, well, that draws down to what we've been saying. I expect – I think you expect we'll get into our predictions at the end of the program. I mean, we gave up six turnovers last year. Like that, I mean, that, oh, that you can't win that. Well, that's what I'm saying. You, you, last you, year, that, you, I mean, you give up two to three turnovers, you have a problem. Yeah. Against I, I a mean, good team. Yeah. You, we you, we you lost three, we lost three fumbles last year because and, you only get the ball so many times each half. Yeah, it, it, last you year only get so many, so that, many. That's where. Yeah, last year it, it was a, a bungling, uh, just three to six turnovers. I mean, once again, Travis, 
tried his best to play that game. He got hurt. Um, he man threw two interceptions. Yeah, well, that you know, that's last year. Okay, that's last year. Travis was five, six, or one hundred seven yards, yeah. two touchdowns, and then yeah. he's out. So yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. He didn't even play in this game, really. Well, here um, let's let's get into let's get into a situation that could happen. Okay, and this has been something I've been harping on for the last several days, and I've been harping on it on Twitter. So this is a good time to get into it because at the end of the game, we think it's going to be close. We yeah. think it's going to be close. Absolutely. And it could come down to a field goal. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Now, yeah. let me throw this out, and then I'll get your comment on it. Comes down to a field goal. At this point, who would I rather have? I'm just There's no sugar on this program. So, you know, fans, it is what it is. It is what it is. At this point, I'd have to take Wake Forest's field goal kicker. He's the number one kicker ranked in FBS right now. Matthew Dennis. He's a freshman kicker, and he has eight for eight. He's those are Hall of Fame numbers. A thousand. He's batting a thousand. So maybe, maybe it's time to break that streak when he comes into Florida State. But he's eight for eight. I don't even know where they found this guy. You know, he was. uh, Where's he from? Where did he go to high school? I I should have looked it up. I didn't have time. I'm sorry, battling a hurricane. But you know, I have to say that I love Ryan. Ryan Fitzgerald. I, lo- I love Ryan, but Ryan's struggling. Ryan is ranked number 86 in the country right now. That's right. That high. Four of seven. Percentage is 571. It's kind of a flip of a coin. That's what 500 is. So yeah. if it comes down to a field goal, all right. Now, I didn't check the yardage on Matthew Dennis, how long this guy, I mean, as long as this year is 46. So, I mean, it's still pretty long, but it's not like he's, he's hit a 50 yarder. So there's a chance that he could miss. Um, Well, any kicker can miss, but he's only hit one between 40 and 49. So his distance hasn't been, but like you said, but he still hit eight of eight. Yeah. So do you think his confidence is a little bit higher than Ryan's? Yeah, I would say it is. I would say it. Don't ask stupid hypothetical questions, please. I'm not asking any Yes, you are. Do you think the guy that's 100% has higher confidence than the guy that's missed three straight? Well, let me me say this. Let me say this is what I've been harping on. I don't understand. And tell me if I'm wrong or if there's some fans. Please don't ask a stupid hypothetical question. No, okay. I'm, I'm saying, and I put it out on Twitter, that unfortunately, I'm not at the press conferences with Coach. That's sad. I watched three press conferences twice to make sure what I was saying. The one after the BC game, immediately after the game, the one on Monday's practice, the one on Wednesday's practice. And, and I said, and I don't know, do you have it? To, yeah, to I put up the up. question. Yeah, pull up? up the question. Let everybody see the question I asked if they haven't seen it. They should have seen it by now. <laughs> you, you got it? Or you want to keep tree? talking? No, I got, I got it up right there. Okay, pull it up. Got it up right here. All right. Here we go. Uh, congratulations on a great victory over Boston College. But one of the things that uh, hit me, Coach, during the course of the game is there seemed to be some hesitation uh, to put uh, Ryan uh, Fitzgerald, uh, your kicker, onto the field, uh, especially in some ranges where it's possibly he could kick a field goal. And, th- and you decided to go for uh, – fourth in the yardage. Uh, could you give us some thoughts on your confidence in Ryan Fitzgerald and the 
field goal kicking game. So okay. this would be now, before. Well, 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 would this be before Mike Norvell goes across the table and punches you in the face, or or they no, throw not, you out of the press? Well, conference? first of all, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. And you're <laughs> candid. You're candid. You know, you're candid. No, they would, pull, they would pull my media access is what they would do. Because because here, there's a couple of things going on here. And I, I got to get through this, okay? Because I've been struggling with this all week. Besides a hurricane, I've been struggling with this. First of all, why isn't the media, why isn't the media that has access to the Florida State, to Coach Norvell, why aren't they asking that question? Just is that a legitimate question? I don't want you to go on a rant. Is that a legitimate question? I, after the BC uh, the, game, remember, I'm asking that the, after the BC game. I don't if think I'm in the locker room. I think the legit, I, I think you have to rephrase your question. I would just say, coach, are you concerned about your special teams? Your your special team or your why, special why, why? Why? Everybody else leads in with, with saying, I said, because it didn't seem like you're running him out there. It seemed like you hesitant. Let him correct it. It's is it a legitimate professional question? Let's I think not get it, into the world. I, I think yes, yes. I think okay. The, so the next question I have is why didn't anybody you mean to tell me nobody in the media had that in mind? Just me? You had it, I think, because uh, we talked about it after the game. Yeah, we talked. I mean, you, nobody else in the media there had that in their mind. Well, I is that well, is that possible, or did again, they think that wasn't important? Well, once again, these guys. Short who, answer, please. Okay, these people do this for a job, so they're they're afraid of. Oh, okay, like you stop said, right there. Stop right there. They're afraid to ask a professional question. So that leads me to believe, are they being told by somebody not to get into that prior to the coach coming up? Is are you surprised the, the media press doesn't? Director, there is a guy, I, I got his name, I don't have it here. Our political figures get handed questions. Like, okay, are, you, are you surprised the media is like getting I, 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 questions? No, I am asking myself as a professional journalist, if that's what they are, and I suspect I'm, that's what well, they are. They getting paid. They do this shit full time. And they want to keep. I just want an answer from them. Are they afraid to ask that, or do they think it's irrelevant? It no, maybe no. it's irrelevant. No, do you think afraid. it's irrelevant? No, they they're afraid to. That they're afraid. You think they're, they're afraid, afraid of losing uh, access, so they want to stay on their good side. Oh my right. god, they're never going to go to the next level. Then they're never going to go to the next well, level. Why do you, why They'll do you be think stuck. In politics, certain reporters ask the nice questions because they want to be included in the inner circle. Okay, so I'm just saying I listened again on Monday after practice to see if anybody would bring it up. And then I listened again on, on Wednesday. It doesn't even come up. Nothing comes up. People and I believe – now, I don't know about after the game, but I think on Monday and Wednesday, I have to assume that the, the press – operations officer there that hand holds these guys is saying don't bring this up don't bring the subject uh, of injuries I, don't bring this thing about the kicking game up i think either the city if that is going on I, if, if that is going on it is wrong and it's unprofessional that you can't handle questions like that give me a freaking break if, and I'm being nice. People want to stay in the inner circle. You have to do things. So. 
You know, that is unbelievable. You know, As a coach, I would say bring in anybody you want to ask a question. I, I'll answer the damn questions. I don't I, I don't I don't know if if so if that's why at, all of think. these listen, that's why all of these press briefings with coach, and I love Coach Dovell. I think he's doing a yeah, great job. I, I, love, I, love I think he's doing a great job. I've been fully supporting him the whole time. I think he works hard. I think the coaching works hard. But to think that these journal, these quote FSU media journalists can't ask legitimate professional questions, there's something wrong here. I, I, I think something. Now I wonder if Coach Novell even knows that they're being shut down. Well, Is that's. That I think that's another question. I I want to. I want to find out. I want. You're never going to find out. Know. It's like House well, of Cards. I'll find out. I'll find out. It's like House of Cards. Well, I'll keep know. asking coach questions. You may end up so dead you can if you ask those up. questions. You may. I end will up, keep asking questions. You may end up in the swamp if you keep asking these questions. Yeah. Well, you know what? This is. <laughs> you know, I. You think it's funny? I don't I, think it's funny. Well, I don't want you to end up in in the back alley. Somewhere. Because let me tell you when the question's going to come up, KB. You already know what I'm going to say. It's going to come up when a game's on the line and we oh. miss the damn kick. Well, to, that's to answer, when it's going to come up. To answer that's when it's going to come up. To answer one part of your question, I think they're already addressing this issue uh, because well, they, I know what you're going to say they yeah. have they have two five star kickers coming in this weekend to watch the game. Uh, Is that, that the was, thing they stick in the ground that Coach Dave Clawson was saying? That's the thing they stick in and it explodes. Yeah. <laughs> So oh, go ahead. Yeah. You're making your no, point. Go to ahead. answer your question, and this is the first time I've seen this on the timeline, is that yeah, they have two five-star rated kickers coming in uh coming wow. in this weekend to for the game. Hey, that'll and, help Ryan's confidence. I'm I, sure that'll help Ryan's hey, confidence. They're, they're, they're addressing the issue though. I gotta oh, give them credit Lord. for that. So well, uh, I said at I said after the BC game, I would have run Ryan out there to kick a couple of those field goals instead of going on the fourth down. No, the I game was already I was already out of control. I, like I said, we were up no, 21 to nothing. But like I, I said, would have run my feel, kicker out there to see if he can make one. Uh, but like I That's said before, me. if they if they get in the fourth and three on the 35, I think they're going to go for it. I think you, you're going to give it to your skill position players. You, you know I what? Just, well, then you know what? Why isn't that question being asked? I was shocked because they don't want to end up out of the not coming up. They don't want to end up out of the. And, and you know what? I heard one of the media, one of the FSU media Name sites, who? Who? who, one of the FSU who? media sites who? Who? was talking about. Who? I don't need to. It's, it's immaterial. Who you, it was. Want, you don't want to end Just up listen. in the swamp. It's immaterial. It's in the. It's immaterial. One of the leading FSU media sites. Name, I heard them talking. Look, can I finish? I heard them talking. Uh, well, you know, maybe we have to start to uh, quote uh, soft toe. I, I don't know if it was the right word. Soft toe our way into the the kicking the kicking thing. Soft toe in that tells me they're afraid to. Well, Ryan's missing extra and no point. One so the whole week. He he missed an extra point. I don't know. You can what? really soft toe it any more than that. The kid well, can't even hit extra well, points. I've said it enough. I've said it enough. Right. Well, that's a, just a stupid question. You should name that person. That was a stupid question. No, no, no. They didn't ask anybody. That was on their own show oh, like this. Well, okay. This was on their show. I don't it know. didn't That's come up stupid. with Coach Norvell. That's a Nobody's, 
No, okay. they were saying to each other on their show, maybe we have to start pushing on that a little bit. Okay. No, let's, shit. let's drop it. Okay, this is going to frustrate. Well, me. you know what? We won't we can't drop do anything it. about it. We won't. Yeah, we'll There's do no other something about it. We're going to do something about it when the game is on the line. But That's I, one we're going to do about it. can't do anything else that about all it. All the no fans are going to come team. out because I didn't really hear the reaction from our viewers or from the fans well, once again, at all from what we're bringing out. And that's, can they that's unfortunate. What can Mike do? If you're Coach Mike, just like you said, you're Coach Mike, what, what can you do? You know your kicker is in a rut. He's got the yips. He He's lost Talk his confidence. Talk about it a little bit. You think Does talking about it, the kid in the public is going to make his confidence better? Good? Well, he's treating it like an Hey, injury. I know my kid is treating sucks, it like but, a, a mental injury. But I don't think talking about the kid in the media is going to help him out. Hey, he, hey Coach Darvell's getting paid a lot of money to figure out what his next step is. Hold a damn kicker tryout. I don't know. Bring in a consultant. Put a you consultant. They say most of these kickers have their own guy, anyways. That I they took work sports psychology in college. Put it's, that it's, guy, listen, sports psychologist, put, that, sports put his kick, kicking coach on a contract short term to come in and work with him. All right, all right, enough with the kickers. Enough Who's going to work with this kid? I Who's hope a sports psychologist. I would hope he's working a, with it. A sports psychologist, I hope. Well, I hope then bring that guy in, put him on a contract, put him on a contract. All right, enough with that. Enough with that. All right, so we talked about the offense. We talked about defense. Like I it's said, time for a weather, isn't it? When's that <laughs> it, come up? I, I, it's a time for the weather report. Is it? Yeah, is it I got the weather report. All right, I got to bring in an intern. I, We're trying to bring in an intern we, for our weather. We are that window to, of opportunities about to shut. If you so, know anybody, if anyone out yeah. there knows anybody that would like to, to do our, our weather uh, reports, our weather. <laughs> Yeah, everybody laughs. It's important. It was important this weekend, wasn't it? You laughed at me, KB, about weather reports two or three weeks ago. Well, it wasn't a laughing matter for Dave Clawson. I didn't laugh about it. I just, I, I, uh, but then, so we're going to do our game day forecast report right right now. So I'll go ahead and uh, drop this down. So uh, here I go. All right. Listen, if you're coming to the game, and I hope you are, you're coming to the game, it's a 3.30 kickoff. 3.30 3.30 kickoff. That's what we have now. Okay. Everything's subject to change, of course. All right. 3.30 kick, sunny all day. Zero to 1% chance of rain because nothing's ever zero. All right. You don't need any umbrella. You don't need any ponchos. You don't need any rain boots. Around 1 p.m. when you're still tail- tailgating, it's going to be 82 degrees. All right. It's gonna, where's my map? Put my damn I'll map your, up there. I'll put your map. I like that. Put my map. What are you pulling that down for? Damn uh, 1 p.m. It's going to be around 82. It's going to get to about 85, 86 by kickoff at 3.30, you know. And then it's going to steadily drop down to 79 time the game's over by 7 p.m. 27% humidity. All right. And about 10 miles per hour for the wind. So it shouldn't be a factor in the passing game. Shouldn't be Clawson, a factor. Clawson's right? a little worried. Clawson's so, a little worried. They weren't so, working snacks. You know what? You know what? It's going to be a great game. Great forecast for the game. And everybody's going to have a great time. And Florida State's going to win this one, baby. You going to go down for the game? Or, uh, negative. Uh, negative. We're still here in the hurricane. And uh, I'm still uh, taking care of uh, – uh, Liz, because she's not feeling really, really well yet, getting her energy back. It's unbelievable what COVID will do to you. If in fact that's what it was, it was never diagnosed. But right. the weather well, too game much information. All right. Yeah, the uh, weather game, the weather game uh is good 
a good to go, Dave. Dave Clawson, take it from me, Bruce. Seminole Side Eye 365, you fly that team down here. You should have flown them tonight. Now they'll probably fly in tomorrow. So. Awesome. Well, also, we saw, if you guys didn't see, uh, the student section uh, is sold out. So that is awesome news to see that, awesome. uh, given awesome. everything that's going on. Uh, we I was afraid there wouldn't be a packed house just because everything is going on. It would be totally uh, understandably uh, that the you know we won't be able to fill Doak. Uh, but it looks like students' tickets were announced to be sold out. Um, Florida State's also giving away tickets of, to people who are in affected parts of Florida. So if you're down there, you're in the affected part, you want free tickets, looks like they're giving them away. So hopefully stay safe, get down there if you can, attend the game, if it, you know, obviously if it's, you know. Well, there are a lot, of, uh, a lot of Florida State fans, too, who aren't going to be able to get to the game. Yeah. And they're yeah. also giving away their electronic tickets. Now, how all that technically works I have no clue. Don't even want to get into that. Yeah, but that's so, a great thing, though. If you yeah. can't get to the game, you're holding tickets. Try to get it to somebody who can. We want to pack that stadium again. You know, because win or lose, so many people leave when the team's not doing well. Okay? And I've been there when the team's not doing well. Is You, you want to be there to support the players on your team. Yeah. This is your team. Win or lose. Be there for them. Yeah, I and that's where I hope that th this is what I see this weekend. I see it as our first true test, uh, honestly. And we people are saying that about stretch, Louisville in this stretch. In this stretch, yeah, this next three weeks is going to be really telling about the progress. This is the true yardstick uh, about where this team, how far this team has gone, and I think how far this team will go. Um, because I think if you can go two and one in the stretch. The sky's the limit to how far this team can go in the next two, three years. Because if you go two and win the stretch, I think you close out the season super strong right. as well as with recruiting. Right. Um, but if you go 0 oh, and 3, uh, you know, I think you're just, you're kind of stuck in neutral again. Well, um, yeah, one of the things, and you're exactly right. You're exactly right. What has happened now when you get to 4 and 0, oh, the hype gets really big. And yeah. I've seen this now, I've seen on, especially on Twitter. Okay. Everybody, yeah, oh, everybody, we're, everybody, we're ranked this, we're ranked that, and the quarterbacks ranked this, yeah. and we're ranked here, we're ranked this. And I've constantly said, please, Too players, early. please, if you see anything I do or write, forget all of that. Don't, it's the worst Focus thing. on the game. Never Focus buy into on your the own process. Hype. Never As buy Coach into your Ravel own hype. says, yeah. don't buy into this hype. This, it, it doesn't, rankings don't matter. Uh, 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 here's a question there. What's Tucker that? says, Tucker thinks we go one and two. I, I think that's not a, a, a oh, horrible, okay. uh, a horrible prediction there. And I'll actually pull up right our, our predictions again. Well, let me so let me say this yeah, we're we ranked, uh, I think, uh, Wake Forest ranked 22nd, we'll rank 23rd coming yeah. to the game. It's it's nonsense, it's yeah. nonsense. It doesn't, who cares? You can talk about that at tailgate, no. but if the players are listening and watching, and Coach Norvell, I believe, has done a really good job with this is he's not letting them focus on it. It's one game at a time. But if we go two and one, that's a that's good. Yeah, that's really absolutely. good. If we go one and two, it starts to raise some questions because of the hype that's been put out there. Now, we don't do that on this program. I think we're very realistic, yeah. 
and we have no, no sugar. No. If you want, we are the other guys. Okay. If you uh, guys want, about that. If, if you cannot if you, beat Wake Forest and NC State, you are not a good team. So enough of this bullshit. If you, you cannot mean beat NC Wake Forest. You mean yeah, NC, NC State. State. If you can't beat NC State and Wake Forest, who gives a fuck? You're not that. You're not good. You are an average team. So enough of this stuff. If we lose yeah. this weekend, Florida State, Twitter, you guys just need to be quiet. You need to settle down. If this weekend doesn't go to plan, you guys – have been talking a lot of crap, and I'm in the fan base. I'm not hyping us all up. If we do no not one's win this been in weekend, the fan base longer than you me. You need to be quiet. Everyone needs to settle down because I've seen it everywhere. You guys are trash. Yeah, most Miami. of those are be quiet. Be quiet for a away. second. Be quiet yeah. for a second. Yeah, yeah. Everyone on Twitter has been trashing Miami and Florida and all this stuff. Great, you do that, but now you're trashing Wake Forest and you're trashing you're trashing schools who shouldn't even be on our radar. You know, small schools that have half the budget that we do, that get half the talent of them. You're treating them like they're Alabama and we're playing them this weekend. If we don't beat them this weekend and then we go on the road and lose to NC State, you're back in the same hole we were before the start of the season. So we need to just take care of business. We shouldn't be talking trash to these teams like we're back and we're we're number 23 in the country. If you're not in the top five, rankings don't matter. It doesn't matter. If you're not in the top five playing for a playoff spot, it doesn't matter. We just need to take care of business, and the rest of it will take care of itself. I'm tired of this Twitter crap. It's so annoying. We are, we have done nothing yet in the season. We've beat four unranked teams, and that's all we've done, and we've looked mediocre. Outside of the BC game, which we should have dominated, which we did, we've looked mediocre to me. So take care of business, and everything else will take care of itself. I, I, I'm done. Well said. Well said. So and if you sick. want pure positivity that everything is uh, is uh, ice cream and cake and, and uh, Cinderella, then go to go to freaking Disney World because we, we're reality here and yeah. we're reality here. And that doesn't mean you have to agree with it, but it's going to be reality. What did Tucker? Say? Yeah, what Tucker, I, I agree say? with you. If we go one and two. And, and, and can compete in these games and keep them close. I, I still think, and we and we can close out the games against Florida and, and Miami and look strong. I still think, like you say, it can still be a good yeah. performance. But you have yeah. to, you have to. I mean, you have to get one of these games. You can't go on three. It, that's that's absolutely true. Well, it's about being competitive. If you but lose, you have to win two. two. You have you to win lose, two. Okay, but if you lose two and it's competitive, yeah. and it comes down to overtime or a last minute play, then that's still okay in a yeah. way. Yeah. You know, because it's about how competitive you are. Yeah. But but when you're talking on people are talking all this trash on Twitter, like they are. you're you're they a are. top five or top ten team and we're gonna trash you guys, wait till this weekend, then you don't get those passes by people anymore. You we are get not trashed back. in a position I'm to sick. say we a we are a team of dominance no. and then we can just beat anybody who shows up. No. That's not the way it is. No. And we're not going to sit here on his program or I'm not and say that if you want all positive and ice cream and cake, then you need to go to another program. That's the way it is. If you want good, straight, focused candor, then you're in the right place and we hope you come back. All right, and then uh, we'll just look back at the predictions before we make our final calls on this game. So going into the season, my I was predicting seven to five. I've got the four first four games correct, all in green, and then I call this three game losing streak coming up because I see these as very very tough games. Um, so I got a little negative wow. in the middle part of the season here. Wow. Looking at your calls here, um, wow. you saw us losing at uh, at LSU, um, but then you called Wake Forest as a win this upcoming week. Um, so, uh, you're not perfect so far, but you have a win upcoming this weekend. So let's go into it right now. Let, let's call the final score. What do you have as the final score this weekend? What is your, and has your prediction changed for this weekend? I've got, uh, 
I've got I've got this game. I've got this game. Florida State 41 to 38. 41 38. And how we get to those numbers, who knows? But 41 to 38 over Wake Forest. Florida State wins. Knowles bring it home, baby. Knowles bring it home at home. At home. This is a winnable game. All right. Um, at, you know, I I don't, I never like betting. Oh, I'm not betting against my team. Um, I, I do think I, I want uh, I, the thing about this of, of predicting against my team is that if I'm wrong, I love it, um, which is the great part. I just I, I, I don't have confidence in our pass rush, especially with Jared Burst out. Jermaine Johnson wasn't able to get to wasn't able to create pressure last year, um, which I haven't seen team. injury reports either this week. I mean, everything's like yeah. locked up in the vault. I, I just assume Verse won't be back. Um, the depth we, charts mean nothing. We may get Gainer back. Um, yeah, Gainer will be back, which would be good. Um, he played some last week, but last, but last, but last, uh, last year, you know, Jermaine had no, had no impact really. And if we have first, then you know we're. I don't feel like we're going to have any pressure. So I, I see this game. I, I see it a lot closer than last year because last year was just a disaster. Um, I see this game 35-28 Wake Forest. Um, I, I I think it's going to be close. It's going to come down. It's really going to come down to the defense. And if we can start hot, if we can start hot, and like I said, suck up time possession, I think we can flip the flip the score. I, I just I don't know if our defense is ready for ready has we haven't seen as high octane offense before and i i don't know if we're ready for it yet i, I think it's gonna there's gonna be some growing pains uh on on saturday and i hope i'm wrong but i, I see that's 28 35 wake forest um at home but god i hope i'm wrong i would love to be wrong and and, and well, i would love to be wrong i'll tell you what if i i just oh my god i don't want to see us put the ball in sam hartman's no uh, no thing they've got a very good kicker and he's probably lethal inside the 35. Oh, yeah. And this guy can move the football. So if he gets the football at the end of the game and we're playing a prevent defense, no. it's, it's not going to be fun to watch. No. But, no. but it's going to be an exciting game. I'll be watching it, you know, best seat in the house, best snack bar in the house. Uh, my private bathroom, and I'm sure okay, that's, you will we don't to. we don't need to know about your private bathroom. That's uh, <laughs> that's disgusting. Um, all right. Well, and as always, uh, we do a reaction, a live reaction show right yeah. after. So join us oh, at boy. six thirty. Win or lose, uh, we'll have a instant reaction breakdown. So bring your thoughts, questions, feedback. What and, are the uh, final questions we have up here? Anything? No. What do we no, got? No, no, no. Um, okay. But yeah, join us. Be sure to join us right after the game because uh, we'd love to hear what your thoughts and uh, raw feedback from uh, from the game. Uh, so join us probably around six thirty on uh, on Saturday uh, if you're if you're stuck watching the game uh, with the rest of us live. Uh, and we and, and if it's a long game, it may be around seven, but we'll be on. Yeah, we'll be on. So uh, join us. Um, but I think it's going to do it. Do you have any other thoughts and uh, thoughts or questions? No, or I think I think questions? I've put I think I've put them out there. <laughs> all right well uh, you know hey yeah. uh, and, and and there'll be more questions coming you know to coach if we don't get some answers yeah well if there's a missed field goal on saturday we'll, we'll or, or listen if the media starts asking the questions that are on my mind 
then I don't have to put them out there. That's how it works. True, true. Well, thank you all again for joining Symbol Sign Line 365. As always, please like the video. Please give us a subscription. Every everything really means a lot to us. And uh, and if uh, you prefer to listen to it, uh, subscribe on your favorite podcast uh, channel of choice. And uh, as always, we'll see you next week. Keep, but we'll see and, you on Saturday as well. And keep keep everybody in your thoughts and prayers yeah. down here in uh, in Florida as we uh, battle to uh, to uh, get back on our feet. But we'll be back. Yep. Stay safe, everyone. See you Saturday. Bye-bye. Go Knowles.